Good evening. My name is Michelle Sherman, and I'm here to tell you a little bit about our vast office hours. We are, we're coming to you from not so sunny West Seattle, Washington, uh, this evening, and we're here for office hours. Today, we're going to be talking about a topic I was writing about in my newsletter, my uh, monthly newsletter, and it's a topic that I consider to be very important, one that I enjoy thoroughly, and it is about generosity in a variety of ways. It's a new year in our taping of office hours. And what we what I realized is that we start fresh. We want something to rejuvenate us. And one of the things that does rejuvenate me is my understanding that there are things that replenish me, that replenish me, and there are things that deplete me. In the vast uh, intentional life design practice and program, one that I subscribe to, um, there's a real uh, dedication to understanding my values and what does nourish me. Because in knowing what nourishes, delights me, what honors me, what uplifts me, what encourages me, what allows me to relax enough to be my best self, which engages, as many of you know who've read Kindling the Flame, one of my favorite books by a wonderful author, that it really does tap into a different part of your problem-solving capability, a different part of the spectrum of problem-solving capability, and a different part of your brain. So the refreshing, nourishing idea value that I was focusing on today was generosity. I consider generosity of spirit, as I said, a high value. And and generosity shows up in a lot of different ways. Now, I don't mean generosity of material type. I don't mean generosity of, okay, just money or sharing one's resources or food or clothing or shelter. That is generous, and I very much appreciate that. Generosity is a, one of my prime values, and it nourishes me when I am treated with generosity and or I experience the generosity of other people. But there are kinds that are especially nourishing to me. And the one that came to mind today in my writing was generosity of spirit. Generosity of spirit means giving people the benefit of the doubt. It's when you don't have information, you didn't find out why they didn't call, why they didn't show up. But after having good experiences with them, after having consistency and them show they care, there's no information. There's a mis- there's there's crickets. Now, if those of you who read my blog on ghosting know, crickets aren't always good. But sometimes when you there's no response, it's because the person lost their phone, got you know fell asleep, came down with a, a, a large a fever, or something came up that was unexpected. Now, I always do my best to imagine that it's a minor nuisance, and that if somebody doesn't show up or things don't happen the way I'm used to, I just kind of say, okay, well, I hope they're good. They just got a flat tire, and they'll be just fine and safe, or something of that nature. But generosity. Um, and giving people the benefit of the doubt, it's when you don't have the information, before you find out what's going on, after, instead of going to the worst, going to the best. And another subtle form of that is all, is generosity of um, spirit, number two, part two, is motives. So the first thing is give people the benefit of the doubt if their behavior indicates that it just might have been a mistake. Wait till fi- Wait to find out what's going on and then make your assessment. Now, if you've had bad experiences with somebody over and over and over again, 
I think you should factor that into the equation. And so that's happened to me a few times where there are people who assume the worst. They're cynical. They don't believe in goodness. They don't believe in kindness. I had a, a situation where someone I knew I was very close to got engaged and the person who they got engaged to didn't seem to really be very open to getting to know me or be friendly or even kind of like talk with me at some point. And I finally had a conversation with them and I said, what is it? You know, I care very deeply about your fiance and you, you obviously uh, don't want to have anything to do with me and it's okay. It happens, but I I'm just curious, what did I do? Or what, what, is there something that was said? Or And they said, no, no, it's not anything you did. It's, it's who you are. They said, what? They said, well, you don't even know me. And when you first met me, you were very, very open and kind to me. And you didn't even know me. So I can't really trust you. And I thought, okay. I said, well, you know, I was really open to you because the way where I come from, I have a different approach. And my approach was if you were fiance to a friend of mine who I cared about very deeply, then you became part of my family and you were, you know, honorary already given every benefit of the doubt. See, that shows up again until we had other uh, experiences. This made that person so uncomfortable because they just could not sincerely understand or believe that my motives weren't sinister. Like I was trying to control them or make them look bad, or how could I not know them and just trust them and welcome them and like them and be kind to them? And I understand that they truly believed that I could not have been sincere. And so they were just taking care of themselves. Again, uh, I'm sure that, you know, amazing person to someone else. <laughs> I have to say, um, I've had a, I've had that happen to me where people just don't want to have anything to do with me anymore, and uh, and it's like, okay, I guess I, you know, I agonize over it for a while and less and less these days. Point is, they were ascribing motives to my behavior: control, manipulation, superiority, arrogance. I don't know. I can only guess. I can't even imagine what motives for being kind to them, what my motives were. But they sincerely thought I was being dishonest and disrespectful and acted accordingly. And that was something that was not going to be bridged uh, by my just saying, hey, I'm for real, or I meant it, or that's the way I roll. But that's the way I roll. So generosity is one of my values in the personal value system. Uh, piece of the healthy relationship uh, program that we do, the workbook and the, and the events that we have. It's really powerful when you start understanding how these values show up and what behaviors they can represent and the nuances and the subtleties. So with that in mind, I just want to say thank you so much for that question. And the poem is on its way. Again, one of my favorite books of poetry by one of my favorite poets, <laughs> one of my many favorite poets, <laughs> Baudelaire and Michelle Sherman, both very fabulous. And it is called Generous Soul. A generous soul shall bloom infinitum and create many things, some exquisitely exciting. It is a center of moral as strong as healthy gets. It is giving without thinking a future paid debts. Thank you so much for being here uh, for part of our evening, our office hours evening, listening a little bit on 
the value of generosity. And uh, please subscribe to our newsletter at www.vastinstitute.com and check out our programs, our four pillars, Intentional Life Design, Conscious Commerce, Masterpiece of Humanity Certification Program, and Peace on Earth. Have a good night. 